Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The unofficial post-game show. I'm your host, Tim McKernan. We are in the back of an Uber on our way back home. There's Anna Marie. On board with participating, perhaps. Might need might need you to, because I'm, I'm going off multiple phones here. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I see it now. I see it on the TMA fan page. And, uh, and then I guess I can open Restream's chat and then see everybody's uh, comments on Twitter, on YouTube, and also on the other Facebook page. Uh, follow uh, the Tim McKernan Show on uh, on Twitter, on uh, the Inside STL channel on YouTube, and then also, uh, if you could, uh, set your notifications, because we'll be live for as long as this thing's going to go. Similarly to 2000 and 2002, the Cardinals lose both games at home to start the NLCS and uh, in both of those cases, after losing to Mike Hampton and Al Leiter in 2000 and Kirk Reeder and Jason Schmidt in 2002, the Cardinals would win Game 3, but then they would get eliminated in 5 and never make it back to St. Louis. I think most people leaving Bush Stadium tonight, and I would imagine most people watching at home, do not think we will see the Cardinals again in St. Louis this year. And I don't think there's anything wrong with, uh, with feeling that. I will tell you this, uh, I would expect... I would actually expect substantial changes in the Cardinal lineup on Monday. Um, I figured we wouldn't get them, did the pregame show, and gave that uh, 88% uh, that he would keep the same lineup. I was trying to set up my, uh, my so I can see my uh, comments here, by the way. Um, right now I just have the, uh, the TMA fan page comments up. Um, but uh, I figured he wouldn't mess with the lineup today. Unfortunately, I was right. I was hopeful that he would, but I figured he wouldn't. And, uh, and then you have uh, a game like today, and I would expect that you will see changes. What was the best at bat of the game uh, for the Cardinals at the very least? It was Jose Martinez. It's time, you know? It's just time. It's time to make some changes. It, you can't, as I said before the game, Tony LaRusso managed uh, in 96, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2004, 2005, being very loyal to the group of guys who got them there. And then in 2006, after they kind of flopped around against Tom Glavin in game one of the NLCS, he made the change and benched Scott Rowland and put Scott Spezio in. And Scott Spezio uh, was the difference maker in game two, and the rest is history. You have to do that. I'd like to think you will see that happen. Um, so... I, will, I gave probabilities before the game that we would see a similar lineup in Game 2. Uh, happened to be right on that at 88%. I will put it at 95% certainty that you will see somebody who was on the bench today uh, in the lineup, at least one, 
for the game against Strasbourg on Monday night. I mean, at this point, listen, no one has ever come back um, from losing the first two games on at home in the NLCS uh, since it went to a best-of-seven format. And I believe only three have ever come back from being down 2-0 in general. So, you know, I mean, you're kind of in a spot that I don't think too many people are necessarily surprised by if you've been monitoring things here for the Cardinals um, offensively. Uh, I think last night's game was probably a little more alarming. Max Scherzer shutting him down wasn't. Um, whereas last night, I don't feel like there was a whole lot to debate strategically. Uh, kind of a bad beat with, uh, with the fact that Sanchez was on and you had a wide strike zone. But again, Michaelis benefited from that as well. I was at the game today, and so I couldn't tell what the strike zone was one way or the other. It definitely seemed like there were some complaints from both teams, but you know, I think that's going to happen. Either way, certainly the shadows come into play. I know fans like to make fun of that, but it's a real thing. Um, and it's stupid that you, you go 162 games and you have your most important games played in a, a condition that's built for television. It sucks, and it's just a matter of knowing it's going to happen and then betting the under uh, to kind of hedge on that front. But I was very surprised when Adam Wainwright was left in to face Adam Eaton. I don't, I, I, that, that comes after the Matt Adams uh, shot to the gap and uh, the bloop by uh, Turner, and now you have a lefty up and Eaton, um, and uh, and you have Andrew Miller up there, and that was just one one hitter too many, and I was surprised by that, uh, and it did matter, you know, and even if you go, well, the Cardinals, even if they would have lost 3 nothing, that's not, it's not what the, the unofficial uh, post-game show is about. The unofficial post-game show is about the process, and I didn't understand that, and I didn't understand it. I was floored by, it, actually, I thought the worst move, the most egregious move of game three against the Braves uh, was not walking Brian McCann. It was leaving Wainwright in to face Acuna and Albies. And uh, and here you are. You have him left in too long. And I, I have no idea what the point of that was. I was really surprised by it. Um, I think a lot of fans were so kind of detached at the ballpark from it, and maybe at home also, um, that uh, people were just kind of going, well, they're not going to score anyway. Well, then they do score. Uh, Michael Taylor with a gift. And uh, after a great at-bat by Martinez. Man, I'm telling you, from right where we were sitting, Martinez, like, took a step out. I don't know if they showed it on television. I don't know why they would have. Um, and, like, after, like, the fifth ball, he fouled off, and he kind of circled back and was, like, psyching himself up. And then he, you know, he hits the hell out of the ball. Uh, Taylor misplays it. I guess it goes as a hit. And, uh, and the Cardinals make it a 3-1 to one game. A couple of plays defensively by the Nationals. They keep doing it. Uh, you saw Zimmerman last night against Edmond. Today you had Eaton against Edmond. Um, they've just made some great defensive plays. They're getting great pitching, and uh, and the Cardinals aren't hitting, which is uh, just you know leading these games to just be kind of just blah. And you know the NLCS hadn't even started 24 hours ago, and now you feel like the NLCS is uh, is on a lifeline for the Cardinals at this point. So let me take a look at some of the uh, the questions in here. Anna Marie, do you have the chat open? Maybe you can. Uh, you do not. She's not watching. She's uh, she's watching the Fox Sports Midwest postgame show. Um, let's see what we got. Uh, Daddy Padre, in my opinion, Martinez should play in right field if you're willing to play Carpenter. By the way, speaking of that, a lot of times uh, the chat will trigger my memory. And uh, I don't know what Matt Carpenter was doing hitting against Sean Doolittle. I don't know what that was about. I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I'm confused by some things. Um I don't know. I don't know what to say about it outside of I, 
what has Matt Carpenter shown you to make you go, yeah, let me have him lead off an inning with a lefty reliever up there. But that's uh, that's what they chose to do. Uh, let's see what else we have going on here in the chat, because I know people are fired up. Uh, Jose Martinez has to start with Flaherty pitching. It makes too much sense. I would expect at the start on uh, on uh, Monday. I, that's the one. I wouldn't necessarily stop there. Now, I know DeYoung got a hit in the eighth. I don't know if that changes things. The issue is I don't know to it's shortstop. Um, that's, that's really kind of the core issue. There isn't an obvious answer uh, to go with at shortstop. And you might say Munoz, but Munoz is kind of those guys who's like a hybrid. He plays everywhere, and I don't know if they would necessarily do that. I liked the suggestion made last the unofficial postgame chat. Uh, Lawrence Michael, who brought up the young in his current situation where he's swinging at balls out of the zone, um, in hitting eighth is an especially large liability because the opposing pitchers pass balls out of the zone that he's swinging at, and their thought process is, well, if he doesn't swing at it, that's fine because the pitcher's up. So it would be so incredibly positive, but I'd love to see them move DeYoung up in the order. I know that sounds insane, but if you'd like to see them do that, uh, I know DeYoung and Fowler are certainly going to get the bulk of the criticism. Carpenter would be right there as well. But um, I, I, considering you have those circumstances, I wouldn't mind them moving. Because my point is, it's not like the only guy that's not hitting. I'd like to see him move to Young up. Uh, let me see in the chat. Uh, Daddy Padre, same lineup with Edmund at third and Martinez in right. Uh, however, will Schilt be all worried with the big center field and bad defensive? Like I said, I kind of feel like the fact that you've lost the first two games at home should liberate. You know, in by you go, okay, we're we're in a really bad way here. We have to do something. I I don't know. Edmonds always told me that Rusa nearly had Archie uh, on his hands after he was rolling in the 2006. Because I remember saying, not realizing, I said, I'm one of them. you guys bench rolling. He goes, oh, you like that, did you? I said, yeah. He goes. I go, what? And he goes, yeah, guys were really pissed off. Obviously, Roland was, but uh, other guys were. Now, that's Scott Roland. That's a guy who, if he stays healthy, he's in the Hall of Fame. Here we're talking about take your pick of Dexter Fowler, Matt Carpenter, Paul DeYoung. I don't, I don't believe we're going to be seeing any trips to Cooperstown out of that group. Um, so, uh, listen, I mean, I'm, like I said, if I, could, if I could bet it even more, I would. 95-plus percent certainty the lineup will change and the personnel will change for Monday night. And it's kind of, hey, we're taking a chance here because there's a chance that this thing might be over in four and uh, we're going to go balls to the wall with it and you got kind of got nothing to lose. Um, because at this point, you know, realistically, you know what you're up against. You're up against Strasburg, Corbin, I guess Sanchez, and... Uh, Scherzer Strasburg. I mean, that's saying you have to win four of five. I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, listen, I'm walking out of Bush Stadium in 2000. Granted, we're talking 19 years ago, and then 2002, 17 years ago, I had a hell of a lot different feeling. And by that, I thought the Cardinals were the better team than the Mets, and I thought the Cardinals were the better team than the Giants. In this case, I just don't. Uh, I don't know if the Cardinals are the better team against the Braves. So from my standpoint, I keep using the term free roll. 
I'm thrilled that they got as far as they did um, because I just don't necessarily think it's a great postseason Cardinal team when you compare it to teams like from 2000, 2001, 2, 4, 5, 6, 9, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. It just isn't uh, It isn't one of the uh, the great ones. Is there a light uh, that I can turn on that would not distract you, or is that going to be a problem? Okay. Look at that. Look at that ambient light. Okay. All right, let me take a look at the chat. No, it's fine. That, that helped. That helped. That's great. Let's see what else we got here. All right. All right. I guess i got to open up the restream chat so I can get some uh, people interacting on... Uh, Twitter and on YouTube. Uh, let's see. Mo said on his hands. This is from Mike Westerhide. Is it Westerhide or Westerhide? Uh, he's the problem. He's lucky the Cubs tanked in the last month of the season. So we're on the Mazalock thing right now. I mean, I, I okay. Offensively, I, listen. I, I host a show and podcast, and I don't recall there being a whole lot of complaints about uh, not making an acquisition for offense at the deadline. There were complaints about not making a starter at the deadline. But, Mike, maybe you were somebody who was complaining about a lack of offense at the deadline and wanted to see him make a move for, uh, I don't know, an outfielder or infielder. Um, But I can tell you that the vast majority of people were pissed, but pissed that they didn't make a move for a starting pitcher. And I would be in that category. I was really surprised by that. Uh, Let me see. I'm going to open up the restream chat and see how this whole thing is looking. All right. Let's see what we got going on. Because we're on Twitter. We're on YouTube on the Inside STL channel, and we are on uh, two different channels on Facebook. So uh, come on in. The uh, water is warm. Let's see what we got going on here. All right. Um, oh, the restream chat's not working. Uh, any other things that stood out to the ga- uh, from the game uh, for those of you um, watching? I mean, it, unfortunately, uh, Mizzou down seven to three to Ole Miss. Yeah, that'd be about right. You get Georgia to lose, and then you lose to to Ole Miss. Still have no idea if Missouri's any good. Um, this would be this would be the perfect Mizzou Kansas City troll day. You have Georgia lose, uh, Missouri can get into the top twenty-five, and the Cardinals lose. This is what they live for over there. Uh, is for a day like today. So, uh, and I know that sounds weird, but I'm just telling you. Somebody went to school there, and this is they'll look at Tiger Board if that's to happen. They'll be pleasuring themselves left and right about it. Uh, let me see. I mean, if they are going to lose, I'm glad it's in this fashion because it underscores the need to improve this offense vastly. That's a good point, Tony Killebrew. Good point. Yeah. I mean, just on the off chance that the result of getting past the Braves would put them in the spot where, uh, if anything, I'll tell you this, and maybe I'm off the mark on it, I feel like there's a lot of friendly conversation going on between Goldschmidt and Rendon. Maybe it's some recruiting going on. Um, I don't know, man. To me, that's 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 the play. Um, I don't know what the Nationals would do if they are. I don't know how likely it is for the Nationals to win the World Series. It certainly looks like they're going to go to the World Series. Um, and I don't know if that changes things on their front. They certainly have a lot of money invested in pitching. Uh, and they're, they're getting their money's worth so far. Um, but to me, God, the, the Rendon in the lineup changes the game a hell of a lot. Um, what would you rather have, Rendon or Azuna? I'm... 100% on Rendon. Uh, let's see. Boy, a lot of people watching. That's good. Um, what else do we got here? These two games have been very reminiscent of Tino Martinez in 2002. Couldn't agree more on Doolittle Carpenter at bat. Very confusing. That's from Kyle Burt Colbert. Or Colbert. Um, yeah. And I'm like, what? You know, what's going on? Why would you have Matt Carpenter against Doolittle? 
It's not like you've been tapping into the bench. What are you doing there? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll go home and I'll watch the, the official post-game show and see what they have to say. Honestly, I'm just so kind of blah by both of these games. I don't really want to dig into them, but I guess it's uh, it's something that I, I will do just to see where they are um, because there were some things. I'd be anxious to hear what Schultz's explanation is for leaving Wainwright in and the explanation for Carpenter against Doolittle. Um, knew Tommy Edmonds was going to hit the ball hard. Didn't know Paul DeYoung was going to hit the ball hard. And that's a shame. Uh, and then Jose Martinez was going to hit the ball hard. Notice how different things were, number one, when Scherzer was out of the game, and number two, when the shadows went away. And, and what you got to watch for is the shadows in the batter's eye. It's not just on the infield. That's irrelevant. It's, it's the batter's eye. And once that happened, they started barreling balls. But, of course, Max Scherzer is the biggest factor of that whole thing. Uh, let's see... How many times were we first pitch swinging, especially Dex, after the Martinez at bat? Agree with that 100%. That drove me up the wall. The ballpark for the first time came alive, and uh, and it was because of... How many pitches were in that Martinez at bat? I would have to think it was close to 10 if it, if it wasn't 10. And um, and then Fowler comes up, and you know, you're gifted a run by Taylor misplaying the ball. The biggest surprise of the day, by the way, Michael Taylor hitting a home run. Holy crap. I couldn't believe that. I saw Taylor leading off, what was it, the third inning? And I'm like, oh, good. You got Taylor and you got Scherzer. Should be two sure outs. And then you break up Turner and Eaton, and, uh, and you start off the fourth inning. And I'm like, because Michael Taylor, I mean, my God. Uh, Michael Taylor, I mean, when he hit the ball, and I'm, I'm watching, I'm like, is, that gonna, is this going to get out off Michael Taylor's bat? I mean, what was there, like a 40-mile-an-hour gust? And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Not only because it was Michael Taylor, but I'm like, one run might be enough to win game two of the NLCS. Um, so that was shocking and sweet. Um, this reminds me of the Blues season a few years ago, Mike Yo first year where Allen stole a series in Minnesota that we should have lost, probably then lost to a better Nashville team. Um, I, I don't know, you know, I, I, to, to draw a parallel on that, because um, really the Cardinals were in position to win four of the five games against Atlanta. Um, so I can't really revise the history uh, on that. But don't get me wrong, the Braves were in position to win four or five games against the Cardinals. So it cuts, it cuts both ways. Um, you know, I don't know. With, with, with the Sanchez thing last night, it's just, it's just on that, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, crap. It's, it's taken me back to 2000 and 2002, except at least then uh, it was Mike Hampton and Kirk Reeder. You know, Annabelle Sanchez. It's just a textbook. A guy who barely was touching ninety. It's textbook for the Cardinals to, to have problems with. Um, let's see what else do we got? What do you do with Carpenter, with tendon? I think that was probably a misspelling with Rendon. I think you see if he is interested in moving, and if not, he's coming off the bench and making a lot of money, and that's just kind of the situation you got. You're gonna have to eat some shit on this stuff. Um, Monday, Edmund leads off, plays third. Bader in center. Martinez plays right. Worse the risk to get his bat into the lineup. Listen, there isn't anything Mike Schilt could do with a lineup on Monday outside of keep the lineup the same that I'm going to complain about. Anybody I'm fine with. Uh, I would imagine he'll catch a lot of hell if Bader is in the lineup. Um, but at it, this point, you just got to try it. And maybe it'll be the thing that'll get the thing going. Um, because at this point you have, I mean, like I said, you have Strasburg, Corbin, 
Sanchez, Scherzer, Strasburg, and you have to win four of those games. I mean, uh, the ballpark in Washington at atmosphere is going to be ridiculous. It'd be lovely if the Cardinals could silence it. They've done it before. Uh, they won two of three on the road, if I'm not mistaken, in 2000. Let's see if I can get the ambient light. Uh, 2012. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, this is just, you know, this is going to be in- incredibly difficult. And then it will be incredibly difficult for the Nationals against whoever they were to play in the World Series. It's just kind of the way that things are working in this thing. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? No pinch hitter for Wainwright. Wainwright in too long. Let Carp hit. They were going to lose no matter what, but still seems Schilt not understanding playoff baseball at times. Um, uh, I don't recall the circumstances with Wainwright hitting. Um, I think it was another inning where DeYoung was leading off and Wainwright hit, and I didn't have a problem with that. Leaving him in once Adams and Turner got hits, I did have a problem with that. I mean, Adams raked. Turner's was a bloop. But at that point, it's enough. That's enough. That'll do it. Um, let's see. So I, I, the, the stuff with Wainwright and how he was left in against both uh, the Braves and the Nationals, I truly don't understand. Couldn't for the life of me. Uh Like I said, I know everybody was focused on Carlos Martinez last Sunday, and everybody was focused on what happened with um, with walking McCann, Swanson. But to me, strategically, the thing that was the most you've got to be kidding me move was when he left Wainwright in to face Acuna and Albies. I couldn't believe it. Truly, couldn't believe that. It's like wow, Wainwright's still in there facing Adam Eaton, and it's not like the Cardinal bullpen hasn't been active. Was surprised by that. Uh, Jose Martinez has to play Monday. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think I think he will. I, I would, if I could, I would bet on it. Um, let's see. Michael Taylor is the young Gritching type, bad hitter, only hits mistakes. Uh, am I wrong? But when was the last time an NLCS or ALCS game played during the game when shadows became a problem? Uh, it would be it for certain um, game. Uh, two, 2013. Uh, I think it was Waka and Kershaw. Uh, I can't speak to the other ones, but uh, in the odd years, the National League has the schedule where they have the Friday night thing and then the quick turnaround. And it's a television thing, and it sucks, and I totally disagree with it. It's, just, it's the same kind of deal as the All-Star game determining home field advantage for all those years. That was dictated by television. This is dictated by television, and um, and it sucks. And you know, I mean, listen, the Cardinals won when they had the shadows in 13. They lost in 19, um, but they were a much better team in 2013. Let's see. Um, what With even a mediocre offense, they'd be at least tied, maybe even up 2-0. Very frustrating. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, it wasn't like Ozuna and Goldschmidt and Edmund were, to me, those were the three best hitters in the lineup, uh, were hitting the ball hard off of Scherzer, you know. So, I mean, I, I get it, and I realize that, you know, I mean, I, I know I'm not going to talk people through this stuff, getting on these things after losing two in a row in the NLCS at home to start with that kind of stuff. Nobody's going to be like, oh, yeah, I see where you're coming from. But, you know, I mean, nobody was hitting that guy today. And, um, and you, you know, you have the situation that you have with the shadows, and it makes it even worse. So... You know, that's just kind of 
kind of the unfortunate nature of the beast, which is why after they lost last night, I thought this is going to be this is going to be a problem. Um, let's see. Hopefully, with playoff games not being sold out and TV ratings being down, big changes will happen this off season. This team is so boring to watch. So many strikeouts and so many offensive holes in the lineup. I mean, if if I can take a step back on that, Kevin. I mean, they are one of the final four teams left in in baseball. Um, so you know, I don't know if it's as as bad as you may feel that it is. Um, they have to tend to the offense. They just have to. But the other thing is, um, because I know it's in vogue, and then people get in their social media bubbles. Two two off seasons ago, they brought in Marcelo Zuna, and last off season, they brought in Paul Goldschmidt. So you know, any portrayal of them just kind of sitting back uh, in the offseason with bats, I would have to say would be inaccurate. Um, I would say, if you want to be critical of what the inactivity at the deadline with regard to um, the starting pitching, I'd be in 100% agreement with you on that. Uh, let's see. Araz Arena, Gary Ritchie with a suggestion. Araz Arena in center. Martinez in right. Edmund at third. Munoz at short. Um... Listen, like I said, there's there's damn near nothing that they could do that uh, I would be against outside of keeping things the same on Monday, and I'll and I'll bet the bankroll uh, that they will make changes. I just am curious to see how aggressive the changes are. I would guess, if I had to guess, what it will be: Martinez and Wright, Edmund at third. That's where I would say the changes will be. Uh, and then they'll use Carpenter coming off the bench. That would be my play. Maybe best-case scenario, win a fun playoff series in front office cannot deny they still have to improve offense. Well, again, I don't think anybody's going to be denying it. Um, and I would imagine that they will be uh, looking at, at third base. So Rendon, from my standpoint, is the one who makes all of the sense in the world for them to go after. Uh, so you're in this weird spot watching this guy possibly lead this franchise to its uh, first pennant and then turning around and seeing if you can bring him on board you know a month and a half later uh let's see when you score one run in two games everything gets hyper analyzed but found it interesting Goldie wasn't hugging the line more on that Eaton double uh yeah I was surprised by that I thought that was a ground ball that was going to be fielded and so when I saw it going down the line I thought oh well that's the end of the game number one and then I was like I'm surprised that that got down there uh, fell asleep a few times during the game. So boring. Yeah, I was there, and I was just I was reading articles, actually. What was I reading about? Oh, I was reading about the loop trolley. I was reading in the business journal during the game. That's where I was. Because I'm like, there's not really a college football game. It seems like it's all that interesting. Uh, I saw Roll Tide was down initially. Then they pulled away. So, I don't know. How's the Missouri game going? I guess I'll watch that. I'll watch Notre Dame-USC. guess Notre Dame's out now that Georgia's got a loss. Uh, as far as the national championship picture goes, um, about halfway through, I decided to just enjoy Wainwright. Really beautiful to watch. A damn shame he was left in to allow more. I was I'll always remember these two starts. Well, I don't think he's passing away, and I think you'll see him again next year. Um, and I agree. I mean, the offense just isn't that good. That's why I'm just not, like, all that tilted about this. Uh, and I And I'm not saying other people shouldn't be. I'm just saying... I went into this thing and I kind of felt like I had an idea of who they were. Um, if anything, I would say my worst, my bad read was how I look at the Nationals and I go, they're not that great offensively either. If, if Turner and Eaton aren't hitting, 
uh, and neither one of them been like hitting, but they both have had some big hits. Um, that th- th- then then you're sitting there going, okay, now you have Rendon and and Soto and Kendrick, and then it's like then it just drops off. So um, I don't. Let me put it this way: I don't view the Nationals as is unbeatable. The issue is I don't know what the chances are that the Cardinal offense is all of a sudden going to start hitting in four of the last five games against the caliber of starting pitching they're going to face. That's the issue. Um, but I'll say this. I'm not ruling it out. Um, I, I realize, I mean, I, I, I understand everybody. I would imagine the vast majority of people are. But I'm actually not ruling it out just because you do have Flaherty starting two games. And the Cardinals have had... I mean, what? How would you grade six of the seven starts so far in the postseason? A's? I mean, Michaelis in game one, B-plus or A. I'm talking about against the Braves. And also last night, B-plus or A. Uh, Flaherty starts, at the very least, a B in game two, if not B-plus. And obviously an A in game five. Uh, Hudson would be, I don't know. E minus or B in game uh, in game four, and you have Wainwright with two A's, and and yet they're what three and four in the postseason at this point. But that's because of the offense, and that's who the offense is. This isn't alarming. If anything, it was alarming that they kind of got going in the core of the offense against the Braves. That was a surprise. Uh, but now they've kind of gone back to, to who they are, and it's it sucks. But at the same time, it isn't that surprising. Like I said, the one thing I'm holding on to is you have Flaherty up next, and you can make this thing two one. Uh, I think it's a necessary situation that may be a spark that they're inevitably going to have a drastically different lineup, uh, I think, anyway, on, on Monday. At the very end, Martinez in right and Edmund in third, and maybe more. Uh, I, think, I think there's a chance you'll see the lineup shuffled as well. I'd love to see him move to Young up, um, not because I think he's going to get ridiculously hot, per se, but just because it'll force the Nationals to actually have to pitch to him if he actually has somebody not a pitcher hitting behind him. Um, and uh, the Cardinals are kind of, an, uh, okay, you know, fuck it, here we are. We're down 2-0. You know, nobody's expecting us to win, so maybe this is when they get it going. And you do have Flaherty starting two of the last five. You have Wainwright, you have Michaelis. Who knows, maybe Hudson get going. I just don't, I don't look at that Nationals lineup and go, oh my God, how are they going to navigate it? Now... If this were the situation and they were playing the Yankees or the Astros, I'd be like, yeah, this is, this, you know, turn out the lights, just try not to embarrass yourselves. Different ball game here with this operation. Let me see what else we got going on here. Um, Tony Killebrew, I would love to have Rendon, but the Cardinals will have to win a bidding war, which I don't see ever happening. Yeah, I would love to see him do it because I don't know at that point how people, uh, you know, kind of that cards talk uh, bubble of, you know, the DeWallet thing, uh, how that could continue if they were to. So I would love for that to come to an end because they're lucky that they didn't win the bidding wars they were trying to win over the last eight years. Otherwise, Albert Pujols would be here or take your pick of, of um, Jason Hayward or David Price. So I'm happy that they lost uh, when they were actually in bidding wars, but I know that that doesn't fit into the Cardinals hoard money narrative uh, that I don't participate in. Uh, let's see what else. Tigers down 7-3, not looking spectacular. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching it. Uh, Wong said post game if they can get the series back to Bush, watch out. 
yeah, I mean, that's that's got to be the goal. Um, it's not like the atmosphere was anything overwhelming, but you can't blame the fans for that. They didn't really have a whole lot to cheer about. Um, Ole Miss controlling the line of scrimmage. All right, well, that'll be this could be a big day here. Well, maybe the Blues can beat Le Habitat. My hand must be uh, blocking the camera, so I'm going to have to go here. I have moved the left hand. Um... From the TV view, Neil Allen, Craig Paul Cat, fan page moderator, the Cardinals batters were clueless out there. From a live view, were the shadows playing any type of role in it? Yeah, they were. I mean, this is what you, this is the deal. This is why this drives me up the wall. But it's like one of those things that, like, guys who don't like me like to make fun of um, every postseason when we talk about the shadows. And listen, if it, if, it, if it didn't come from Lance Berkman and Jim Edmonds, I wouldn't, it wouldn't even cross my mind. But since these are guys who actually played in it, and they say, yeah, it just sucks. But, but you know, the other team's dealing with it, too. You just know it's coming. And then, hopefully, you get into a spot where you're close late in the game and you can see the ball, and then you try to they try to make a comeback. Or you're the one benefiting from the shadows because uh, your starter is capitalizing on it and uh, and you're winning one nothing or 2-1 or something like that because the chances of a game with a high-scoring game in those conditions are very low. And it sucks that you play all year and then you playing that shit, but that's the deal. There's nothing you can do about it. Just like it sucked you play all year, and the Cardinals have um, home field advantage in 2004 based on best record, but because the American League won the, the All-Star game, the Red Sox get games one and two. It's television. That's the dollars. And, uh, and of course, they're being passed along so kindly to the fans, uh, except it's uh, owners hoarding money and, and contracts, you know, breaking records. Um, let's see what we got. Got Flaherty going Monday. Could easily win that one. Boomer bust offense. Could boom again. Going on the road. Could galvanize the team a bit. Cardinals all do it. Always do crazy shit. I agree. The thing that I, like I said, the thing I'm holding on to is certainly Flaherty. Every starter has pitched well at this point in the postseason. And I just don't look at the Nationals offense and go, oh my God, how are the Cardinals going to navigate that? Uh, if they were pitching in Houston or they were pitching at Yankee Stadium, I would feel differently. So that's why I wouldn't rule it out. I'd throw a speculative, uh, boy, it would be lovely if they can, uh, bet on the Cardinals to come back and win this series. Not because I think they will, but because I would imagine at this point they're like probably plus 500 or something to win the series. Uh, let's see. Strasburg versus Flaherty is epic. No matter the circumstances, I am really trying to view all of this as just gravy, even if they reach their peak, fine. Yeah, I know, and then that's, that's essentially where I am. Um, you know, and I didn't feel this way in 2014 at all because I thought they were the better team than the Giants, and I thought that was hideously managed. Um, and in 2013, it was really disappointing because I thought that was poorly managed. I thought the roster was constructed poorly. And you had Johnny Gomes and David Ross beat you. Um, this is a different deal. This is an offense that's been shitty. Uh, the, the, all but two innings, by the way, at this point. How many innings have they played? Let me do some math on the fly here. Are we at uh, five and two? So 64 innings of baseball. And they've had game one's ninth inning, and they've had game five's first inning. And other than that, the other 62 innings, they've, for the most part, flailed around. So, you know, minus, I guess, back-to-back -back home runs in uh, game four, first inning. That's been the Cardinal offense. So it's kind of like, okay, this is who they are. They've gotten better starting pitching than we anticipated. That's where I would say. So that's why I'm just kind of like, I'm not that, I'm not that pissed, you know. Uh, this isn't, 
I don't even know what to compare it to. Well, 2014, actually, because um, I thought the Cubs were the better team in 2015. But 2014, they were the better team, and that was really shitty, and it was really mismanaged. And uh, this is, a, this is you know, I mean, certainly there were some moves today I didn't like, but this is the Cardinal offense. Boy, my phone is bouncing around like crazy. Um, let's see. Uh, what else can I say on this thing? I apologize since I know the phone's bouncing all over the place. Uh, the saddest part is we wasted two great starts. Yeah, well, I mean, in, in, in both losses to the Braves, great starts were wasted. That's just kind of what it's been. Um, I would imagine you'll get a great start on Monday. The thing is, you'll probably get a great start from Strasburg as well. Cardinals have gotten to him, though, I feel like. Um, so I'm not ruling that out. You know, and then you're down 2-1. Who knows? I mean, that's, you know, Corbin ate them up uh, last month. Ideally, they'll be prepared for that, uh, kind of like they adjusted when uh, you had fulton uh in, in Game 5, and they made major adjustments there on that slider. That's going to have to happen just from the left side. All right, let me take a look. Anything else to talk about here? Otherwise, we're going to wrap it up uh, and uh, let everybody enjoy their Blues hockey and college football, Missouri Ole Miss, whatever else. Uh, Watching the oh Florida LSC, uh, just disappointing. Not necessarily shocking. Um, Nationals were minus one thirty today, so you know here we are down 2-0. Unfortunately, it's kind of why I was in a weird spot wanting to see the Dodgers win because even if they were down 2-0, you have three straight at home with Flaherty starting, and you're like, okay, get that one, and then you know see what happens. But in this spot, down 2-0, and that ballpark will be batshit in Washington. You know, and the Cardinal offense has to do what it has to do. This thing could just be, you know, it could, it could be uh, over on uh, on Tuesday. So, um, you know, like I said, I think the Cardinals are going to be aggressive for offense in the offseason anyway. And, um, and, hey, you know what? The rotation will have Flaherty, Michaelis, um, Hudson, and I would be shocked if it doesn't have Wainwright again. And that's not a bad start. But they will be, they have to be aggressive for us. This, this, you know, you're getting great starting pitching and you're losing games. And, uh, and it's just an abyss. So, anyway, there it is. The NFL game show is in the books. Uh, hopefully, Monday night, uh, the Cardinals will close this thing to 2 to 1 and we can at least get a sweat. Let's get a sweat out of the thing. Otherwise, uh, I guess would it be the first time since 2000 been swept in a series? And the first time since 2000 in a best of seven, if my memory is correct on these. Thank you for watching. The unofficial show from the back of an Uber is in.